Hello, and welcome to Day 38 of A Year of War and Peace. I'm Brett. And I'm Logan. And today we are reading and discussing Volume 1, Part 2, Chapter 13. The big 1-3. Finally in the double digits. Of what? (laughs) (laughs) Finally in the double digits. Okay. Finally 13, our first double digit (laughs) chapter. You know what they say, 13's the new 10. I don't I don't know anyone who said that, but I'm I'm not in the know like you are. Yeah, I'm really hip and happy. I'm a little behind. I'm a little behind on the times. <laughs> anyway, Andre is coming back to the army and it is not looking good. <laughs> it's looking like a mess. It's looking And you thought the bridge was bad. You thought Ulm and the bridge were bad. Get ready for Andre returning. Yeah, Napoleon even says Andre references his address to the uh, his own army that he says that the Russian army, which English gold has brought from the ends of the universe, is going to suffer at our hands the same fate as the army at Ulm. Whoa. So pretty intense doom spelling from Napoleon. And Andre thinks about that, and then he thinks... He's and, like, yeah, I could see it in this state. Yeah, he says, what if there's nothing left to do but die? Well, if I must, I'll do it as well as the next man. Oh, brother. So things are... Things are really looking up for Andre. Things are reaching a climax here. <laughs> The campaign is not going very well, which we knew, but it just keeps getting worse. They just don't, they just seem to like, it seems like if you gave a child, like a thousand men, and were like, organize these men, and then the child got like distracted by a bird, Mm -hmm. and never gave any orders, (laughs) except to get to a certain place. Yeah. That feels like what's going on right now. Yeah, to be fair, I'm starting to see why the Russians don't seem to be such big fans of the Austrians. Because all the big failures are the Austrians' fault so far. Ha ha. Austrian rhymes with loser. Sorry to any of our Austrian listeners, but it does seem like you're mucking this one up a little bit. Yeah. The Russians haven't done anything. The Russians have won a minor victory, and the Austrians have lost (laughs) two disastrous defeats. One point Austrians? Wait, shit. One point Russians, <laughs> zero point Austrians. Dude, the Austrians aren't zero; they're negative. They're negative. They've got to, they've got to climb their deficit back out. But uh, the yeah, the Russian army is in a retreat, in a chaotic retreat. Andre moves up through the line of fleeing, retreating Russians, and has sees a bunch of chaos. People squashed together on the road, moving down, and he runs into an incident with a a woman in a carriage who's trying to reach her husband. In the seventh chasseurs, he's a doctor, which chasseurs are just cavalry. But he's trying to reach her husband, and she tries to. The carriage tries to overtake someone, and then an officer, who a drunken officer, starts whipping and at the carriage. They really got to get these guys to stop drinking on the job. Hey man, like I feel like there's just so many instances of shit going bad because people are drinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a pretty, it's a, it's getting to be a stressful job now. Yeah. I it's mean, gotten, the, the change in tone from our first introduction to no, the, so the army, army with Denisov and, and the Telianin drama. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. At first we were like, wow, this is like really boring. Like they're just firing shots because they're bored. And now I'm like, I, I just don't want to read it. It's such a mess. It's such a, it's such an unbelievable mess. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> it's really like it's it's truly comical my favorite part about this chapter is after andre kind of sorts out the whole deal with yeah. the, the doctor's wife he finds nitsvitsky eating as always as his wet lips would as it says in the book 
I want to know. Oh, sorry. His moist lips showed. Mm. Nisvitsky is the Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Of, of the, uh, <laughs> the Russian Holy Army. Always munching on something. I want to no, know no, no, more no. about Nesvitsky. I do too. I, think, I feel like he's more of a career soldier than, than Andre. It seems like he's got a little bit more. I was going to say, he belt. seems like nothing really. He seems kind of like nonplussed. Yeah. Like he was minorly annoyed at the bridge when he was trying to get across. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen a ton of him. him but he's. Denisov kind of seem like their career career army. Man. Yeah, well, Denisov definitely is. Yeah. I have a feeling that Zvitsky. Well, again, they know each other, so yeah. they seem like they were friends on the bridge um, when they ran <laughs> into each other. You're looking awfully smart. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, have, I think they're, they're probably both career men. Yeah, not just tourists like Andre. Yeah, playing. and Nizvitsky even says, "Wait until you hear about us, my boy. It's terrible to think I laughed at Mac. We're even worse <laughs> off than him." Things are just going really bad. Good grief. They've been macked. They have. We've, we have been macked, they've my been, friend. They've been macked to the nth degree, <laughs> I fear. But Andre finds Kutuzov, who he was looking for to report to. Yes. And he gets uh, stonewalled at the door because Kutuzov has an important meeting. And Kutuzov comes out. Which, where is he holding this meeting? I think in just some village. They just commandeered someone's house probably for it. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're going to have to wait outside. I know that the bread is in the oven, mm-hmm. but General Kutuzov needs <laughs> your kitchen. Hey, man, it's wartime. Well, that's where they were doing it. A- Do you think that he like took the, he would like take the bread out of the oven for them? No. Like, what if something was on the stove? Well, Just it, go to the next house it's at a, that point. It's honestly. theirs now. Oh. They'll, 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 they, they, Nesvitsky needs something to eat. That's when he's moistening his lips. With. <laughs> I imagine that that's part of why the Russian, like, or the Austrians, like Bilibin was talking about the Russians being like marauders. Is because I mean, it's sort of a wartime necessity, but I'm sure all the Austrians weren't pleased that these Russian troops were coming in and commandeering their homes. Yeah, and that's true. Isn't that literally in? It's in the, the Constitution. I was say, yes. it's in the Constitution. It is, it's the Third Amendment. I think that someone should. I think that Prince Andre should come in and commandeer your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a toss-up. You don't know who you're going to get there. Could get Telyanin. You could get Andre. In a different time, maybe you could get Anatole if he wasn't off in, <laughs> in wherever land. That's who we need to commandeer. If you're listening to this, Anatole or Prince Andre, <laughs> send us an email and I'll I'll send you a Fred's address. If you're ever campaigning in America, you have one safe place to stay. If you ever happen to be reincarnated <laughs> in 2024 Los Angeles, I'll send you Brett's address. <laughs> but um, Kutuzov comes out of the house with Prince Bergration, who is a historical figure. Yeah, I, when when he was brought up, I was like, who is this guy? He is another significant commander, I believe a general, in the Russian army. And Kutuzov gives him a tearful goodbye. Um, I think he literally is mentioned as crying as he says farewell to Bagration uh, and doesn't even like almost doesn't acknowledge Andre as he's sending Bagration off on this mission that he has for him. And they hug and Bagration kisses his neck uh, and repeatedly Kutuzov says, Christ be with you and sends him off. And so what's happening is is we'll get more about this soon, but... Kutuzov is sending him off on basically a suicide mission to delay the French army to buy time for the Russian retreat um, with a small detachment of men. And Kutuzov, as he gets into the carriage with Andre, says, um, if one-tenth of his detachment gets through tomorrow, I shall thank God for it. And so, of course, yeah. 
So of course Andre begs to join Finfiguration, and <laughs> of course, like any like any any uh, normal person would. Like any sense little man, Andre really has been infected with a hero complex after the battle. <laughs> no, he has a savior complex. Of course, he does. Yeah. Every man who's worth his his knickers is, has a savior complex. <laughs> but he's really going in on it here. <laughs> his I knickers. Mean, sure, I fantasize about saving the world. Like I, I, I of course have those idle dreams. But if someone said, hey, this group of guys is going on a suicide mission. I don't know if I would actually That's pony up. That's literally the plot of every Percy Jackson book. <laughs> They're like, hey, here's this impossible thing to do. And Percy's like, yeah, I guess I could try. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I guess That's why I'm not I'm a hero. I'm so glad these tropes have continued through time. <laughs> but yeah, so Andre begs to be part of this suicide mission. And Kutuzov says no. I need you here. I need I need good men to survive like, and continue I need, to help I need me. good officers too. Oh, <laughs> Lucretia needs me, Kutuzov. You don't understand. No, you don't understand. You don't know what it's like to be a hero. Meanwhile, he's sitting there with like his eye gone because he lost <laughs> it from taking a bullet to the skull. Like I'm pretty. Like, you, don't, you don't know what you're talking about, man. You don't know what it's like to have a wound. I know. Doesn't talk about it. <laughs> Kudasov, you see this? This is what it's You don't like. know what it's like. Kudasov is sitting there like this. <laughs> you can't see I have one eye closed. It's it's hardcore. They describe it as like empty socket in this. Yeah, and he has like he has like a scar with a bullet. Like, I wanna know I wanna know how he lived. Like oh, we can find it out. Is, oh right, because he's real. Yeah. He's a real, Wait, Kud- really Kud- General Kudasov is a real person. I, w- I, I love that he's real because that description is like the most that's generic most- action hero epic general guy. He's so ever. metal. But he's a real dude. I love his. I like his characterization in this chapter. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to Google him real quick. We'll find out where his scar comes he from. Becomes, we'll he this. becomes more of a person and less of a figurehead in this chapter. Yeah. And it also seems like him and Andre might have more of a relationship than just Andre's and the Anne Hathaway to his Meryl Streep and Devil Wears Prada. I don't know what war it was. It doesn't say here, but it's a, 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 in a war against the Turks. Some some war between Turkey or I guess the Ottoman Empire at the, the time Empire. and Russia. He got shot and lost an eye, shot in the head. That's crazy that he lived. Yeah. Whenever I hear stories of someone getting shot in the head and like surviving. Yeah. Like those crazy survivor stories of like people who were almost killed mm-hmm. and they like crawl their way to like the highway, but they were like, sh- like that is like just the endurance of the human spirit is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like that is just like the will to live is so like. Also, to be in like the 1700s at that point, probably, mm-hmm. and like, and get shot in the head, have a medical procedure to then remove the bullet and your eyeball, and live and be mental, like have your mental facil- faculties enough to yeah. then become the commander in chief of the Russian army, dude. Hardcore is crazy. Hardcore, like the amount of luck that was on his side insane (laughs) so in 1774 he was ordered to storm a town in the crimean peninsula and when his troops advance faltered kutuzov grabbed the fallen regimental standard and led the attack himself while charging forward he was shot in the left temple an almost certainly fatal wound at the time and now (laughs) and generally uh the bullet went right through his head and exited near the right eye oh my god in the left, out the right. Oh However, my god! Kutuzov slowly recovered, though frequently overcome by sharp pains and dizziness, and his right eye remained permanently twisted. Oh my god! That's crazy. 
I'm like trying to figure out the point of entry and exit to which that makes sense because it has to pass through your brain, right? Like there's no way that it enters like unless... He was shot in the head twice. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) He was shot in the head again in a later war in uh, 1788. What? How was he shot in the head that time? Dude doesn't even mention. It doesn't even. It doesn't even have any details on that one. What? Twice. That's crazy. Hardcore. Dude, he's metal. Metal. He's metal. Um. And then he's here. And now he's here. He's still still doing it. He's getting macked. But forty years later. How old is this guy? Or no, thirty years. Thirty years after. Do you think he's he's probably in his sixties, right? He has to be. But he was probably like. 17 he was at this time he would have been it looks like in his late 50s yeah that's shot in the head twice and survived survived two procedures like that in the 1700s that's crazy that's crazy anywho anywho but i like his characterization a lot that's what i was saying before yeah is that it seems to me made more clear here that his relationship with Andre kind of extends past the Anne Hathaway to Meryl Streep and Devil Wears Prada type relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like more than just his adjunct or like his assistant. Mm. They they seem to have like more of a rapport yeah, than yeah. just professional beings. Yeah, they seem to he seems to he seems to see potential in Andre. Yeah. There seems to be some like a protege, or like, at the very least, he wants he sees enough value in Andre that he thinks it would be a waste to send him on the mission with Bagration, and he wants he'd rather keep him around and keep him valuable. But I also like like the characterization of him as a general. I think it's really interesting here where he comes out with Bagration and he gives he's crying and he gives this tearful goodbye to Bagration, and then he says that line about if one tenth of his detachment gets to tomorrow, I shall thank God for it. And then Prince Andre has an interesting where he he hears that. And he uh, he sees that he looks at the scar and he thinks, oh, yes, he's earned the right to talk so casually about the destruction of all these men. And then you see in the next like paragraph, Kutuzov sits in the carriage quietly and then suddenly all the emotion drops from his face and he like switches modes completely and he's, just starts quizzing Andre so about his um so his me. visit to Vienna. He's I'm General Kutuzov. <laughs> but I think it's just really cool, like the the. Showing like his ability to just compartmentalize. Yes, definitely. Like he he has this extremely, and you know who knows how long him and Bagration have probably been serving together. And he sends him off on this suicide mission, and then he puts that there, and then has to focus on all the other things that he still has to do to get. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if the men that he's sending with Bagration like know what they're about to do. I have no idea. Yeah. Sad. Rough. Really scary. Welcome to welcome to the war, baby. The war. Tolstoy knows a thing or two about it, and and so yeah, that's the that's our that's our chapter. The Russian army is in bad straits, but awesome, super cool, hardcore General Kutuzov is doing what he can. He was to shot keep it in the head twice. <laughs> Most people don't walk out the first time. No, he came out twice <laughs> in the eighteen hundreds. In the seventeen hundreds. In the seventeen hundreds. <laughs> that's crazy. Before the Declaration of Independence. 1774 is when he was shot. What do you think his opinion was on the United States of America? Um, That's a good question. I don't know. I wonder what Andre's opinion was on the United States of America. 
wonder what he thought about that. I wonder that. what his dad thinks about it. I would love I'd to have, love to have a conversation. conversation. You should build an AI bot. Character AI. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rankings. You're trying to give me a ranking. Yeah. Andre, Kutuzov, Bagration, and Nesvitsky. Okay. Who? Most likely to get shot in the head twice. In <laughs> <laughs> Who, if they sat down to dinner and were served food as a guest, but the food was really bad, would be the best at hiding it and being polite and eating their whole plate? Okay, number one is Andre. Yeah? Yeah. He was raised in high society. Mm. Like, of course he's going to be good at that. Yeah. I think then General Kutuzov. Okay, yeah. And then Bagration, probably. Mm-hmm. Nizvinsky's the worst. <laughs> if he doesn't like it, he's not eating it, and he'll ask for something else. I Nizvinsky can see that. Would, like, wouldn't even be able to like just like push his food around on his plate. That's my favorite trick. So, final ranking, Andre, Andre Kutuzov, Kutuzov, Bagration. I feel like Andre and Kutuzov are kind of like one and one. They're mm-hmm. like tied. I feel like, I think Kutuzov, well, I'm I'm torn on the one hand. When Andre didn't like being in polite society, he didn't do a very good job of hiding it. Yeah, but I feel like now he feels important. Maybe. So now he'd be like, it's lovely. Thank you. Mm. Thank Mm. you. Depends on who he's eating with. Yeah. If it's with Pierre. If his wife cooked it, it's over already. He's he's thrown on the ground. Even if it's good. Oh. Um, Oh, poor Lisa. And I feel like Kutuzov... Liza. I feel like Kutuzov might have the stronger the stronger willpower and stomach, but I also feel like he's old enough and, and worn enough that he's, he's not going to... He's been shot in the head twice. He's not going to eat something he doesn't want to eat. He's not going to bother, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's my that's my final ranking. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, everyone. All right, see, see you guys tomorrow. tomorrow.